Welcome back, my friends, to the Flicks of the Week. I am You Know What, and then there we go, and then, yeah. Uh, <laughs> welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. So thank you, blah, blah, blah. I can't even fucking remember what it is. <laughs> We're so glad you could attend. Yes. Come inside, come inside. It's like memorizing a song. All right, so mine is the uh, the 2018 Clint Eastwood-directed film called uh, The 1517 to Paris. <laughs> Um, surprisingly, I'm going to be talking about Halloween H2O. Josh Hartnett. Yes. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. And uh, Arkin. Adam Arkin. Adam Arkin. Yeah. And LL Cool J, I think. Yes, he plays a security guard. And dies. <laughs> well, no, no. He Spoiler alert. He, he, he dies. Does, he doesn't die. He, he totally dies. They make it look like he dies, and then, yeah. He dies. And then. He dies like a motherfucker. <laughs> and then Buster Rhymes is in the, in the sequel. Yes. Which is fucking horrible. horrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Zingo. 17 to Paris. God damn, what a piece of shit. That fucking... Kill... You don't kill... I mean, the movie ends on a perfect note. You, you leave it alone after that. But no, let's kill Jamie Lee Curtis off in the, in, the, in the sequel right at the beginning. They did the same thing to Sarah Michelle Gellar's character at the beginning of The Grudge Part 2. She's in an insane asylum and she gets killed by the fucking... Ghost, the that fucking bullshit. I don't even care. She gets thrown off a building. Oh wait, the same thing happens to Jamie Lee Curtis. What the fuck? I don't care. I'm passionate about that shit. God damn, that's long. All right. Do you see the highlighted blue <laughs> I, part? I, yes, I do. I'm just. That's what you're reading. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much. Because you're not. You would just continue. I reading see the it. highlighted part. I'm not that fucking dense. No, you just you're Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> Did you just say go fuck yourself? All right. From Clint Eastwood comes the 1517 to Paris, which tells the real-life story of three men whose brave act turned them into heroes during a high-speed railway ride. In the early evening of August 21st, 2015, the world watched in stunned silence as the media reported a thwarted terrorist attack on the Thales train number 9364, Bound for Paris. This is the fifteen seventeen to Paris. Ha ha! He's play. Come on, ha ha! Do it, <laughs> do it. I I'm getting sick and tired of seeing the fucking royal wedding. I don't care. Oh, I don't, I'm, I mean, yeah, yeah. just another hot woman that I won't be getting. <laughs> you never had a chance, anyways. Uh, I, still, this is another hot woman I won't be getting. Snacks coming in twelve o'clock. Gentlemen. Thank you. Look at the baby soda, Spencer. Alex, shut the heck up. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. Never act 
shortcuts. Do what you know is right. We've been chosen for this great work. I don't know, man. You ever just feel like life is just pushing us towards something? Like some greater purpose? God, that is such a winking at the camera moment. <laughs> I had to finish the music. All right. So, what? So, yeah. All right. So, a week after we saw Lady Bird, which has, you know, it's set in Sacramento, right? It, it seems like I'm always getting caught in this thing where there's these weird coincidences where I'll see, I don't see an actor in certain things, but all of a sudden I'll see him in like fucking in the span of two weeks or a month. We'll see the same actor in the same, you know, in, in two different movies. Right. Or, or John Denver, John Denver songs were playing in like fucking every other movie last year. Right? Yeah, pretty much. Or something. It's fucking weird. So, but this one, it was the week after we saw Lady Bird. I go and see this movie and it starts off where they're um, in a, in a convertible, I think it was convertible Mustang and they're going through a parade in downtown Sacramento. Um, and oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? It, it, it's it, what blows my mind is I don't know what the fuck I was going through when this incident happened back in uh, August of 2015, where these guys, you know, it was it's based on, of course, the uh, the Thales uh, train attack that the that happened uh, on the train between Amsterdam and Paris, and I don't remember this shit. I don't know how the fuck I don't remember it, but I don't. I don't remember it being on the news. I, I don't remember. It, well, and if I do remember being on the news, I don't remember three guys from Sacramento being the thwarters. You know what I mean? I don't remember that. I, I don't. It was weird. Did it come and go like like quickly or something or what? I, oh, it's probably because no one died. See, if people had been mutilated and massacred, it'd be talked about for days and shit, right? Correct. But all of a sudden, oh, it gets thwarted, you know, partially by luck because the fucking guy's gun jammed. His fucking rifle jammed when he had over 300 rounds still left to go. Um, you know, like magazines and stuff. And was he using an AK or was he using a knockoff? It was a, it was an, it was some form of AK. It wasn't an AK forty seven. It was an AK something. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was. But uh, well, they call it AK forty seven because <laughs> it's got a forty seven round clip. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this one's an AK seventy four. It's got a seventy four round clip. Yeah, and AK I means. I can't remember what that was a- from. AK means Allah killer or something, right? Yeah, Allah killer. Assault killer. Yeah, not Kalashnikov. Yeah, no, <laughs> I know. Like AR stands for, you know, assault rifle. It doesn't stand for, you know, the person it's named after or whatever. Yeah, right? AK means assault killer. Yeah. <laughs> or. Uh, <laughs> assault killing. Yeah. Atheist killer. Yeah. <laughs> American killer. Kill all the infidels, right? All right. So, uh, but yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it, look, there was two things, like I said. This guy's fucking gun jammed, which he said it was like a one in a thousand chance of it happening with that particular rifle, and and then he got jumped by all these people, and and then it got you know of course thwarted, and they held this fucker down until they were able to tie him up. And look, I'm trying not to take anything away from these guys that actually helped and, and thwarted this this incident. This isn't about the yeah. incident. This is about the movie. These guys deserve the praise that they've gotten. The books written about them, the the parade and all that shit. It's great, you know, because uh, usually when you get terrorist related things, most of the time the movies focus on more of the terrorist event and what the terrorists did than the actual heroes involved. So I give props on that regard that it focused. Well, somebody on, did get shot. Yeah, yeah, a guy gets shot, but no one died, and so. Um, 
but I give props that it focuses on the heroes with this one instead of you know the the villain for most of it. You know what I mean? And the and the act itself. But that's pretty much where I stop because this movie is still it still blows my mind to this day that this is directed by by uh, Clint Eastwood because this does not in any way feel like a Clint Eastwood movie. And it almost feels like he was shoehorned in at the last second. That's what it felt like. He was Kevin Smith into it with Cop Out or something, right? Right. Um, because this is... God. Oh, it, the dude it, got shot in the fucking neck. Yeah. This movie, yeah, they had to um, hold, like, you know, stick your f- the finger in, like, to block the artery from right. fully. So, um, this, yeah, this is... This movie is lazy. In my opinion, it's fucking lazy. It feels like that this could have been a straight... This could have been an episode of 60 Minutes or so, or Dateline or something instead, where they did like reenactments or something. Because um, for it being a movie, they didn't put the effort into to honor these guys in the way that they should have. Instead, the movie is like half filler, half um, bullshit precursor. Like, like you know, you saw in the trailer, oh, uh, we're destined for something great, a great event, right? <laughs> you know, and they, they, they keep reiterating it throughout the film. And it's, it's like I keep waiting for someone to look at the camera and fucking wink at it, you know? Like you're, you know, something great's gonna happen in your life. You're gonna do something. Like, okay, we know they're gonna thwart this fucking event. Shut the fuck up, okay? So, there. Okay, I'll, let me name off some of the mistakes that this movie makes. Okay, first thing, it starts off when these three main characters, who, um, you know, uh, Spencer Stone, who's the main character, mm-hmm. Anthony Sadler, and Alex Scarlatos. These are three guys from. Um, they were all best friends from Sacramento when they were kids. So the movie starts off where they're 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 like uh, preteens or you know. Or Which around. is surprising that you haven't or don't know or your sons don't know about these guys. Yeah. I mean, they're right in between. So. Yeah. So it starts off there, and they're they're the, um, two of the main kids. Um, their parents are played by uh, Jenna uh, Fisher, by Jenna Fisher and Judy Greer, and <laughs> these three kids, worst casting ever. When it came to kid casting, look, I give a little bit of leeway when it comes to child actors because they've only been child actors for only so long, right? But whoever picked them fucking did not know that these kids could act or some couldn't act because they're everything that they deliver, every delivery, everything feels so fake and so scripted that I can't buy them, I can't buy anything. And so when they're interacting with, with well known actors like Tony Hale. And even PJ Byrne, who <laughs> we just saw on Rampage, you know, or um, uh, Judy, the parents, Judy Greer and Jenna Fisher, who are way better than everyone else in the film, and they still don't look like they have much to do, okay? And there, it's just oh, and then Thomas Lennon. Thomas Lennon play, plays the principal, and he's he's entertaining as the the disapproving principal, you know, like he's always giving them the the look like uh uh uh, you know, kind of thing. And he has this the Thomas Lennon always... you know, type comments, right? And he's okay, but. I mean, he's only in the movie for a few minutes because they're not kids forever the entire film, right? He's always crossing his arms and tapping his feet. Kind of thing, yeah. Those crazy kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then the movie, like, um, when these kids are... Michael here, Akers, that's who Thomas Lennon plays, yeah. um, is a principal, or vice, I'm sorry, is the vice principal teacher at North Central High School. No, that's not right. Uh, Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, and it's like a religion, like a Catholic school or something like that, right? Yeah, Herb Acres and Terry Acres, on... which is also funny. Two weeks in a row, and both are Sacramento have Sacramento roots, and also um, the the main protagonists go to a a, a a Catholic school. That that's fucking weird. Anyway, it's like they almost planned this shit. Like they don't have anything on Principal Michael Acres. Well, I, I guess maybe he just wasn't, you know, because like I said, he's only in the movie for a blip. Okay, 
So, and then Tony Hale, he plays uh, the PE coach, you know, and PJ Byrne is like a hall monitor slash teacher, right? So, these kids, when they're hanging out with each other, there's also that talk about, oh, I'm going to do great things and stuff like that, right? And it's like, shut the fuck up. And, but there's no, there's no flow. There's no flow with these kids. And so I can't get into the movie. I can't. All right. Then it cuts to when they're older. And the main focus is Spencer Stone because he is the one. And now it's played by the real, real life people that were in it, right? That, that right. were in this incident. And Spencer Stone, it, the movie focuses on him more than anyone else because he's still in Sacramento. Everyone else is, you know, moved. The other two have moved on. And, and uh, so it, it focuses on him where he's like big. He's a big guy. He's, he's overweight. He's out of shape. And he wants to get in the military. So uh, he sees 9-11 happens, I think. I think, I think it's 9-11. Yeah, and it, it uh, some fuck anyway. Something happens and it inspires him to start because it's been a while since I've seen the movie, but it inspires him to start you know getting into shape and, and join the military. So he wants to join the air force and he wants to be a para, para, paramilitary rescue. Yeah, and so he he starts training like a motherfucker and he's getting in shape. But the whole so this movie does this fucking montage shit of him getting in shape, which feels like a complete waste of time, right? Then he gets into shape, and then he goes to do like upper testing for it, and then they find out he's got depth perception problems, so he can't be, you know, the, the the thing that he wanted to be. So he's all frustrated, but he decides, you know, after a talk with somebody, he he decides to tough it out and he tries something else in Air Force, right? Then all of a sudden, uh, you know, he's talking to his other buddy, you know, who's uh, Alex Carlotos, who's uh, also in the military, but he's, you know, like I think he's in Iraq or Afghanistan somewhere, and then the other friend. Um, Anthony Sadler, who's going to college somewhere in the, in the States. And they all decide to go on this vacation. So the whole movie focuses on them getting on to the vacation, right, where they go to Europe together and start backpacking or, you know, traveling around. And they start off in Amsterdam. And, and it, oh God, the movie spends, like, the whole second, second act plus focuses on them in Amsterdam. So it's just them traveling around and looking at the sites. Like, it looks like they go to the Parthenon in Rome and look at it and take pictures and shit and, and other things around Amsterdam and things like that. And I know Rome and Amsterdam aren't in the same place. I know. I'm just saying that, you know, different places, right? So then, and the movie every once in a while will cut to a quick scene Well, they're from, traveling from Germany to France. Yeah, I don't know where Amsterdam is. So um, I know it's in Europe, of course, but I just don't know exactly, like, where it is. So anyway, you know, they, they meet a girl there and the girl, they, you know, hangs out with them while they go to raves and stuff like that. And then there's bullshit conversations. They just go nowhere. And here's right here. And so here's what the problem is. Here's another problem. A lot of the critics talked about how the casting of these three guys was a big mistake because they should have used actors. And I, I partially agree. I partially agree because if you're going to have p- actors, well-known actors like Judy Greer, Jenna Fisher, and Tony Hale and all them in a movie like this, then you should also have the main people be them as well. Be should be um, should also be actors because. But the, here's the what bugs me about it is that it would it's okay to have them in this, but they didn't flow. Like you know, these guys are best friends, but when they conversate with each other in this movie, it's completely scripted there is no there is no flow with it. it it feels like you know when you get on my ass about reading you know it sounds like i'm reading something yeah when i'm talking that's what it sounds like when they're talking to each other there, there's no rhythm to it there's no naturalness to it 
You know, even what the heck, dude? Yeah, the, 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 the like, part where the dude takes like, his fucking soda and he says, "What the heck?" I was like, "This, this, this is not." That's not how we. That's not how we would talk. Yeah. He, he, he would look at the guy and go, I'm "Not gonna fuck off." Yeah, and so it, it just, yeah, I, I don't it, like. I said that's why I think this movie got rushed. I think it got rushed in every freaking aspect because it, there was no effort put into getting anything done right. Right. You know, these guys should be able to just completely flow and banter with each other, best friends, right? Right. Since childhood. And it's not. It, it uh, It's bad. So it takes me out of the movie. And then you have all this filler. All this movie is fucking filler just to get up to this moment that they keep showing flashes of throughout the entire film. So then you finally get to the moment and it plays the whole moment out where the where the terrorist, you know, sits on the train. He's ang- he's all angsty and all this shit. And then he gets in, goes into the bathroom and he does United 93 thing where he starts, you know, getting into gear and shit, right? And then, and then all of a sudden people are knocking on the door. What are you doing in there? You've been in there way too long. Right, and then he comes out and he starts fucking people up, you know. And then he's got a box cutter. He's cutting people. He's trying to shoot people. And then the gun jams. And then they jump him. And then there's this brutal fight. And the fight's pretty goddamn brutal, especially for a PG-13 movie. It's brutal because the dude is like Spencer Stone has this guy in a grapple from behind. He's got his legs wrapped around him, his arms wrapped around him, and the dude is stabbing Spencer Stone with his box cutter in the back of his neck. Like reaching, you know, behind him, uh-huh. and it, it's fucking brutal. It, it really is. Like I, I guess that scene right there was the movie was originally going to get an R rating because of just that scene. I want to snap that guy's fucking neck. Yeah, and so I mean, they fuck this guy up. They, I mean, all three the friends that get, finally get together and they just start pounding on this dude. And there's a couple other passengers that start helping out, and then they finally are able to tie this guy up, and and then they get to the you know destination, and the police take it from there. And then the movie ends with them in the ceremony. And I don't know if this was a real the real ceremony or if they just redid it. But like the French, um, French like ambassadors or whatever, are you know f- from whatever. I I don't know what you call the you know the the, the presidents over there and shit. But the president, <laughs> they give them the the Legion of Honor um, declar- decorations, and um, you know and, and you know I, I feel I'm happy for the guys that it happened to. It's just that the movie doesn't. It, it just. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't. It, it's just the whole movie's filler just to show this one event. It's not worth being made a movie because they didn't put the effort in to make to do it right. None of it was done right. And so I can't I can't recommend this movie. I can only recommend this movie for people that know these guys. As like this is like a little like a little, you know, a nod to them, to what they did. You know? You know, I, I could totally see it like, hey, you show your family this shit, you know, because hey, they made a movie off of what we did. That's fucking cool. Clint fucking Eastwood. Hollywood legend made a movie about us. That is fucking awesome. But other than that, to friends and family, I don't see the fucking point of this movie. I don't. So I cannot recommend the 1517 to Paris because they didn't put the effort into making it. So I don't even think you should put the effort into going and watching it. Okay. Amsterdam is on the west coast of Europe, by the way. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know how far away from England, but within striking distance, it's east of Germany and northwest of okay. France. Okay, so... You, uh, okay, you, you, I've had it up for like 10 minutes. I was talking, so I was looking at you making eye contact. You know, like, when you, when you have a conversation with someone, you remember how that's how podcasts are supposed to be, right? You don't act like you're talking into a microphone to an audience. You're actually just having a conversation with the person across from you. So I was... Yeah, but when somebody... You have a fucking monitor in front of your face, you would think you would look at it once in a great while. I was into talking about the movie. So sometimes I get one tracked. Okay. <laughs> Train pun. Uh, okay, yeah, so the yeah, uh, so Germany or Belgium is in between France and uh, Amsterdam. Right. So, all right. <coughs> so yeah, I you know this is one of those based on true events that is just a complete waste of fucking time. 
I, I try to look up Michael Akers, but apparently he doesn't exist anywhere in the world, so. Yeah. Who knows? It ain't matter. Oh, <laughs> quick note. For some weird-ass reason, one of the teachers at the school when they're kids is played by fucking Jaleel White. <laughs> I, I haven't seen Steve Urkel in anything in forever, but all of a sudden he pops up in this movie for like one scene as a teacher, and then he's gone. <laughs> I think that was the most interest I had in this movie. I was like, what the, what the fuck is Urkel doing in this movie? So, yeah, I, I don't think I got anything else to this movie's fucking... Waste of waste of our lives, waste of our time. Sorry. That's all right. Talk about a better movie, please. Two decades after surviving a massacre on October 31st, 1978, former babysitter Lori Strode, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, finds herself hunted by persistent knife wielder Michael Myers. Lori, who now lives in Northern California under an assumed name where she works as a headmistress of a private school. Oh, well, I read that completely wrong. I know. But uh, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. But it's not far enough to escape Myers, who soon discovers her whereabouts. As Halloween descends upon Lori's peaceful community, a feeling of dread weighs upon her with good reason. It's 1998 in a remote California town at a secluded private school. We could have a Halloween party, just the four of us. We could have a roaming orgy. I love the way this man thinks. No booze, no drugs, no kidding. One teacher is living in fear. I'm not who you think I am. I changed my name when I went into hiding. That's terrible. Take off your clothes. My brother killed my sister. <laughs> How'd he do that? With a really big kitchen knife. That's enough. I can't take it, Mom. He's dead. It's been 20 years. What's he waiting for, huh? Don't you think he would have shown up by now? This time, it's going to be a fight. It's personal. Finish. This summer, Terror won't be taking a vacation. Everyone is entitled to one good scare. I've had my share. I think that was the last movie her mom was in. Um, I, I think so. Um, well, you, you laughed at a couple of scenes, and one of them was him coming down off of that pipe. Yeah, like there are people that are that fucking strong. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's that can like do insane that. strong, so it's, <clears throat> I, you know it makes sense. It just looked funny. <laughs> well, the, the but you missed the fucking. The, the fake van falling down the, the side of the hill, which was clearly a uh, uh, a miniature. Was it? I, oh, God, yeah. It was awful. Michael Myers. Yeah, I was just trying to get over the... Over, uh, Voiceover trailer. Don LaFontaine. <laughs> um, there's a scene in this movie where uh, Josh Hartnett gets fully stabbed in his fucking leg. Uh-huh. 
and Myers pulls the knife out, and then Hartnett's trying to limp away. Yeah. Like, he got stabbed so fucking deep, it went into the bone in the leg, right? Yeah. And I'm like, there's no fucking way you would be walking right now. Yeah. You know, that obviously, where the fuck is that van? I don't know. <laughs> Let's see, where is it at? That's Michelle Williams when she was young. Yeah. Um, there's a... Like the scene, so there's the scene that you were just talking about with Michelle Williams, where Michael Myers is sliding the knife in. Yeah, look, this movie's really well done. It's not bad. It's not a bad movie, and I I love the capper. It, it ends perfectly. I think it ends perfectly. Yeah, you know, and then they fucking ruin it by making Halloween Resurrection. Yeah, the the there it is. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and the new thing in Hollywood now is to keep on making sequels that don't acknowledge other sequels. Right. You know? So, like, because they got the new Halloween coming out at the end of this year, right? Yeah. And it's not going to acknowledge Halloween H2O. It's not going to acknowledge, um, I think it doesn't acknowledge anything after part one. Well, it, it actually should acknowledge, if it acknowledges part one, which is, I mean, if it doesn't acknowledge part two, so that, that's fucking stupid. Yeah, like, I don't know if she's going to be, like, if she's still, you know, Michael's sister or not. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> let me see. I want to see that in full speed again. Let me see. It was right there. Hold on. God damn it. That's a really quick scene of it. Yeah, that, that was awful. That's an awful, awful. But <clears throat> the way that they, I don't care. I didn't care for his mask. It didn't. It didn't look good. Yeah, give me Shatner, baby. Yeah. Um, other than that, most of the movie it starts off with him going into Samuel Loomis into Loomis's house. Yeah. And grabbing Laurie Strode's folder, and that's, that's how right. he finds out where she's at. Yeah. And then he kills the nurse, and he kills both of her kids. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And then, and then from there he steals a car and gets the fuck out of town, right? Yeah. And then, and then everything happens in Northern California. You should have also had him go to Daniel Harris's house and kill her. Yeah, that <laughs> that, that would have been cool. Um, but um, I can't remember where the fuck has he been the last twenty years before the movie. Doesn't say. It just because <laughs> he got burnt up at the end of part two, right? Right. And this is based off of right after part two, like twenty years after part two. So. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, fuck. I mean, where was he? Was he was he just slowly regenerating, or what? there was no real information about it, which I liked. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I like that. that. I, yeah, he just fucking shows up out of goddamn nowhere, and and Guess oh yeah, this back. is the uh, Adam Arkin getting fucking killed to death. Yeah, menu only. yeah, getting killed to death. <laughs> yeah, he's the obligatory boyfriend that fucking ends up dying, right? Yeah, but they they saved out. Oh, cool, Jay. Fuck yeah, they did. I, yeah, same thing happened with LL Cool J and uh, Deep, Deep Blue Sea. Like, he doesn't believe her, and then he's got the gun. He's the guy that shoots fucking LL Cool J. Yeah. You know, because they're all afraid and everything is going on. Because he's stupid. Yeah. It's like just boop. What the fuck is that? I think it's supposed to like be a statement on anti-gun stuff, you know, like... Like, see what happens when you're not a trained professional? No, it's not a statement on anything. You just shoot people. That, that's literally... That was Michael. That was yeah, Michael. it was fucking Michael, and then they turned into LL Cool J. Right. That was so stupid. I, I could see the argument for it, though. The argument is, in his mind, that's what he saw. Yeah. So, um, all in all, man, look... Not bad. As, as a follow-up, as a true follow-up yeah. to... Um, to uh, uh, Halloween, one and two, uh-huh. the uh, the I mean, there's some weird there's some weird deaths, 
but uh, I mean, it also goes in the direction of dimension films did a lot of at that time. Yeah, but a, as a follow up, if you if you get rid of all the other bullshit and just use these three as as the whatever. Yeah, because it was marketing off of the the Scream crowd. Right. You know, Scream opened up this big fucking thing, and they started making movies like The Faculty and 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 you know Halloween Resurrection shit. And <laughs> dude, I. There's certain things that really piss me off, right? Like like Venom and Spider Man three, and um, and uh, you know like things they did in X Men Last Stand, things like that that really just fucking piss me off big time. And the one of those things, uh, the X Files, the X Files movie from two thousand eight, that movie fucking uh, what was it called? I want to believe that shits on the whole mythology of the series pretty much. I what is your point? My point is there's certain moments in movies that fucking piss me off to like it never ends. And one of those ones that never ends for me is Halloween Resurrection because the movie purposely starts off God damn you. The movie purposely starts off where it goes back to the end of Halloween H2O and it shows that Michael wasn't the guy that gets killed at the end. Instead, it was a security guard that gets that gets uh, duct tape around his mouth and then he's got the Michael Myers mask on over his head. Right. And so he's struggling to try to tell, you know, James Which Lee one was Chris, this? Halloween Resurrection that came out like a year later. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had yeah. Buster Rhymes in it, right? Yes. And um and yeah, they were trying to say, oh yeah, no, 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 Michael, you know, set this up so that you know she would kill the security guard instead of him. I'm like, get the fuck out of here! It was so stupid. And then, and then he kills J- Jamie Lee Curtis right at the beginning of the movie. It, no, no, it, it's like it just shit on everything. It, it shit on everything. It was so stupid. I, this one. What of, does that have to do with this movie, though? Because this movie ties into that movie, and you know when. It, According to the film series. Watch. Oh, I could give a fuck less about the film series. How does that have to do with this review? <laughs> Just wanted to get my my two cents. <laughs> it's okay. I always have to look when you bring <laughs> up, when anyone brings up Halloween H two O. I always have to mention the beginning of Resurrection because it always Why? Fucking, it's just a stick in my craw. So get the fuck over it. I will once we're done talking about this movie. I'm completely over it until the next time we talk about it. Then I'll be on my fucking rant again. The um. The the whole the whole movie is it it basically just follows. <laughs> I don't care. Tyler Fisher's comment is like what we just said. I like how how the movie follows along with the simple premise of Michael Myers is the bad guy, and, and he doesn't kill everybody, but you know oh, it's it, yeah it, it's it, it it follows along with the same premise as Halloween 1 and Halloween 2 it doesn't get overly complicated yeah. it doesn't introduce characters that don't need to be introduced or another villain or or another villain it it introduces Laurie's son you know and technically she had a daughter too didn't she wasn't wasn't uh, Daniel Harris's character no no that was like she was like a relative like a cousin kind of thing okay so you got the cousin as well and she could have been a daughter, but that this H two O does not acknowledge anything after part two. It doesn't acknowledge four, five, and six because three, of course, is completely different. Yeah, um, she might have been the daughter of I, I. I can't younger sister. Oh, she's the younger sister of Lori. So yeah, they just pretty much didn't acknowledge her at all. Like yeah, it doesn't make any sense to have another a, a younger sister. It doesn't. I don't get that. Like she was the younger sister that lived with the family, and they just never because she was so young that she was like a like a like a toddler at the time or something maybe I don't know I I don't I don't remember it's been a long time since I've seen four and five and then part six is just a complete waste of fucking time or I'm sorry part six 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 <laughs> uh, Jamie's psychic link with Michael 
Yeah, see, it, it, when I was a kid, these were the part four and five were entertaining, and I liked them at the time, but no. Niece. So Jamie Lloyd is his niece, which means that it's Lori's daughter. Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. Which means that for all intents and purposes, if you want to string all these together as as all, <laughs> you know, as canon and whatever else, yeah. then um, what's his name? Why is it I, I can remember his fucking name when we're not doing the podcast, but I can't? Josh Hartnett. Yeah. So she's Josh Hartnett's older sister. Or what if she's she is Josh Hartnett and had a sex change? Or that. <laughs> I mean, they've done enough twists in the fucking series anyway, Jamie, right? Josh, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, so I, I actually enjoyed this movie. Um, I, I, I loved the fact that they went into Dr. Loomis's house and he had all of his stuff there and, you know, the books and whatever else. And it was, it was such a nice homage to Donald Pleasance. And the nurse. Yeah. And the fact that, like... The nurse fucking tried to, you know, it calls the cops. And th- this is the thing that bugs the shit out of me in this whole thing. Uh-huh. The cops are standing there, and they walk into the house, and they didn't hear the fucking glass break next door and hear her scream. Yeah. Pass. <laughs> That's just dumb. Weren't the video games on loud or something? No. No. They, I mean, they, they immediately walked out of the house, and then yeah. and one cop goes, oh, there's a broken window over here, and didn't see the dead body or the blood. Yeah. Come on. I also like uh, that Janet Lee showed up in the movie because that throws back to the time of uh, Carpenter stuff. Yeah. You know, because I think uh, Janet Lee was also with uh, uh, Curtis in um, The Fog. Right. So. so anyways, a mysterious man in black arrives and attacks the police station, killing the off. This is the one thing that fucking bugged me about the ending. Uh, the ending of Halloween 5. Is is after beating Michael unconscious with a wooden plank, Loomis suffers a stroke and collapses. Michael is locked up in the sheriff's station to eventually be escorted to a maximum security prison where Meeker says he will remain until the day he dies, uh, to which Jamie responds he'll never die. After Jamie is escorted out to be taken home, a mysterious man in black arrives and attacks the police station, killing the officers, including Sheriff Meeker. In the aftermath, Jamie walks through the, dis- the station and discovers her uncle's cell empty, prompting her to begin sobbing in terror. Yeah, and I, I, right there, I already know what that was for. That was to emulate the ending of the first film. You know, because he's gone. He disappeared after being, you know. Well, I, that, yeah, but again, like, this character just fucking comes out of nowhere yeah, and attacks and the police station. It's hinted at that that was Donald Pleasance's character. It's hinted at that Donald Pleasance is the one that freed Michael. Like, he's not. How the fuck is it hinted at when he does when the character doesn't even look or walk like Donald Pleasance? I can't remember, dude. It, it's been so long. But I just remember that there was something about it when I watched it that was. There was like little hints that you that that the man in black was Donald Pleasance. Like it was kind of like um, I can't exist without the other thing kind of thing. So like I have to free Michael so that I have someone to to keep hunting, kind of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like he's gone crazy, kind of thing. You know. Hmm. Mm. And then yeah, um, and then was it Halloween six six six? It starts off with Daniel Harris's character being pregnant, being stalked by Michael, and then. She dies at the beginning, giving birth to a kid, and now Michael's trying to get the kid or something like that. And then you find out he's he's Michael Myers. He's powerful, supernatural, powerful because he's connected to the occult or something. And yeah, blah blah blah. And Donald Pleasance does like a like a quick like one scene cameo or something in the movie. They don't call it Halloween Six Six Six. It's the Curse of Michael Myers. They used to when it first came out. Like if you watch like the um the the the, the trailers for you know when it came out on video and stuff. It, they used to call it Halloween 666. 
Well, let's see. I can't. All this guy talks about, there's a fucking commercial on, uh, uh, on, <coughs> here we go. Uh, is it, he's he's got a he's got an Australian accent, and then like he'll do these commercials, and these commercials are however long they are about consulting and 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 how much money he makes and how great he is and everything else, and then one of them which plays consistently on like every fucking thing that I watch on YouTube, uh. which was ninety eight million six hundred thousand dollars. Do you know do you know how much money that is per day? Ninety-eight million six hundred thousand dollars. That's how much Jeff Bezos. Well, first and foremost, it's not Jeff Bezos; it's Jeff Bezos. And secondly, half the fucking words that he say he's pronouncing wrong. So I don't know where he got his linguistic skills. <laughs> as I fuck up that word, <laughs> I don't know where he got his linguistic skills. But I'm going to tell you right now that whatever he's selling is bullshit. Oh, and, and then, like, he has another ad. He goes through and goes, "Why does this? Why does this statue have?" A muffle on its mouth. What? What the fuck are you talking about? Well, because I like weird things. See, why does this, why is there a motorcycle in this in this living room? Why are we acknowledging this fucking guy? Because I'm ranting about him. <laughs> and, and then and then there's another one. Do you see this? This is a jaguar. 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 You know what kind of beast this is? This is a powerful beast because it's like South African. I know. I'm doing it on purpose. South. When everybody is doing something. See? It's almost a warning sign that maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe you Shut the fuck up. I have a motorcycle in my house. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Cares about your motorcycle in your house. Because I like to be different than everybody else. All right, we're going to watch uh, Halloween 666, the trailer. Yes, please. Dimension Films. Suck it. Every myth is grounded in truth. Every myth. Every myth is grounded Every truth. For 17 years, the town of Haddonfield, Illinois, has been haunted by a night when evil roamed the streets and a madman ruled the night. Everyone knows his name. Nobody knows now, his name. everyone will know <laughs> the truth. I knew what he was. But I never knew why. Halloween 6, the origin of Michael Myers. Soon. See, they originally called it that. I, I yeah. remember that because I used to hang out with my buddies there in that time, in 96, 95, 96, and we used to rent movies all the time and shit. And that was one of them. I could hang out all night, you know, and... Oh, well, you're not the only one. Yeah, we ran a shitload of movies, and regretfully, one, Halloween Six 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 was one of them. Yeah, I just I lost interest like about fucking I think a half hour into that movie. I just I finished watching it, but I don't remember shit about it after like once all that occult stuff started coming out about it. I was like, ah, okay, whatever. But yeah, it was it was fucking Paul Rudd beating up on Michael Myers and yeah. saving the baby and yeah, I just don't I don't need it's kind of like what, what what Patton Oswalt said you know I don't need to know where the things I love come from just give me the things I love yeah right I don't need to know the origin of Michael Myers it, it's fucking it's it's better when you have mystery with that with that thing yeah and, or mm-hmm. if you do it right like the Joker right everyone you know most people don't like the killing joke because you don't want to know where the Joker came from it's but better. that's that's his version that's a version mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean it's not considered complete canon I, I get it it's not considered any canon 
So it's an Elseworlds. It's a but it's a fun idea, right? Yeah, that's that's the whole idea is what there's if, so maybe. yeah there's a what if behind it. I yeah. mean they they've used parts of it, the Red Hood and yada yada yada, but for the most part, yeah, it's that's an Elseworlds novel yeah, that, that, that has nothing to do with. That's also what made like Heath Ledger's um, Joker you know um, fun was because he was mysterious. She never knew why he was the way he was because he kept, kept telling the story about his scars. Right, and every right. story was different. Like I wonder if there's a deleted scene from that movie where. There's another story he tells about his scars, how I got these scars, but they just didn't have time to put it in or something. Because he told it twice. So it was like, you know the rule of three. You always talk about the rule of three. The rule of three only works in comedy. Oh, well, fuck you. Well, it's kind of funny. He's a funny character. No, he's not. <laughs> Hello, beautiful. <laughs> All right. So uh, what do you got? You got anything else on this movie, man? No, that's it. Um, you know, go watch it. It's it's actually a fun movie to watch. 666? No. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Yeah, and then H2O. and then immediately afterwards, watch uh, Resurrection. Yeah, uh, no, immediately. Yeah, so watch you could be pissed off. Halloween four, Halloween six. So yeah, this new Halloween that's coming out at the end of this year is not going to acknowledge Halloween H two O at all. It doesn't exist in this universe. Whatever. <laughs> I I could give a fuck less anymore. I know it's it's like I mean Jamie Lee Curtis said like she was saying goodbye to the character when they let her kill her in Resurrection. So it, like why is she coming back again? Oh, because. Because uh, Activia is not paying enough, I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't care anymore. <laughs> they just they just want to do things and fuck with the fans and and not even make any sense. Like Friday the Thirteenth, Friday the Thirteenth, two thousand and nine. Yeah, the killer cut. What the fuck? Um, I don't want to. Oh yeah, well that's fine. How much money did that fucking movie make? Uh, let's see, seventy five. Seventy five. I'll say seventy five. How much did it cost? Uh, 25 19 Ooh, I was close It made 100 I was close on both Alright, good Yeah, good good call Um, It made 100 million dollars That's a hit yeah. 100 million dollars Yeah And the fucking company Won't do a fucking sequel uh-huh. Why? It made It made Five times as much As its budget And yeah. it won't Fucking do a single A sequel Yeah, and that's before Home video So Yeah that movie's made, that franchise has made billions of dollars. Why hasn't there been a sequel to Freddy vs. Jason? That movie was a fucking mega hit. Because nobody gives a shit about Freddy vs. Jason. It's a they did give dumb a shit. idea. It made a shitload of money. Nobody gives a shit about it now. I'd, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> you and, you know, 50 other fucking you, 40-year-old look, if they came white out, males. If they came out with a Freddy vs. Jason versus. Pinhead or or Freddy versus Jason versus fucking uh, Ash or something, you would go see it. No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't. No, I'm not interested in that shit. All right. That that stuff doesn't interest me. Okay. I don't care about crossover shit. It doesn't. I didn't like Freddy versus Jason the first time, and <coughs> I didn't like it the first time, and now I I do enjoy it. I do enjoy the movie now because it's it, even though it's a fucking build up to. It's a, you know the whole movie's a, a promise of of this battle, and it doesn't fucking happen until the end of the movie. So instead, you're dealing with the victims more than you're dealing with the actual main characters, which pisses me off, but whatever. It is what it is. Yep. So, anyways. Yeah, they were planning on introducing Jason's father in the sequel and all this other shit. So, um, I can't remember who did the movie, but they were talking about... <laughs> um, like, this movie made fucking huge money and then rings bombs at the box office and then they canceled the sequel to fucking Friday the 13th. It's like, don't fucking blame a, a piece of shit movie for a hit and, yeah. and get the fucking sequel out there and fuck off. 
I mean, the game itself. You see how many people are are into the movie series because of the game. The game is successful. That's on the uh, the the PS4 and Xbox. Absolutely. So yeah, there's still plenty of people that love love Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, if you go to Friday the Thirteenth franchise and 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 read about it, the uh, the guys that did the 2009 um, have a spinoff, Love Letters from Crystal Lake. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Anyways, that's all I got. All right. All right, so yeah, all right, this is a good one. This is a good one. Yep. All right, you better listen to the good ones, man. All right. Yep. All right, we're done. Bye. Bye.